conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Hey everyone, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can follow Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram at Welcome to Geekdom and on Twitter at Geekdom Pod. There are links to those in the show notes. You can also support the show on Patreon, where I will be releasing bonus content for this podcast and my other podcast, Chat Cemetery. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. There are links to all of those things in the show notes, so be sure to do that. It is a huge help for the show, and I really appreciate it. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Geekdom is back. I'm your host, Deanna Chapman, and I am joined by Katie Schaefer today, and we are talking all about Silver Surfer Black. But before we do that, Katie, I think we should just quickly introduce Silver Surfer here in general, because an iconic looking character. Yes. But maybe not one everyone knows about. They might have seen him, but maybe not known too much about him. And as this comic we're going to talk about today gets pretty deep into his history, might be helpful. (laughs) Yeah. So created by Jack Kirby. We love that. Of course. First appearance, the Fantastic Four number 48 in March of 1966. So Silver Surfer has been around for quite a while, appears in quite a few Fantastic Four stories throughout the years. And there's just so much history to this character, despite the fact that I don't think there's been a ton of solo series for the character. So Silver Surfer Black is kind of not necessarily a perfect jumping on point because there's stuff that you might want to read after this one, but it gives a good look at Silver Surfer's backstory and sort of just running through quickly and efficiently what Silver Surfer's purpose is. So Silver Surfer is the Herald of Galactus. He was a human on what Wikipedia at least describes as an as a utopian planet. <laughs> um, Shocking. Which, yeah. Okay. Called Zenla, which is part of the Milky Way galaxy at least. And when Galactus, who is the devourer of worlds, which most folks are predicting to show up in the MCU at some point pretty soon, Galactus comes to destroy Silver Surfer's planet. So Norin Rad is his person name, we'll say. He offers himself up as a herald and Galactus is like, great, come with me and gives him something called the power cosmic that enables him to go and help Galactus find new worlds to eat. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the main thing. And in this comic, you know, Silver Surfer is like, I am death, basically, because I let Galactus do all this stuff. And we'll just jump right in. This is only five issues written by Donnie Cates with art by Trad Moore. And I read some of Donnie's Venom run, and he was actually a guest for the Scott Snyder comic book class that I've been taking. And he kind of ran through some of his works, and he's doing so many cool and fun things. I think he even did like Cosmic Ghostwriter at some point. Yeah. And yep. you know this My husband read that and and had good things to say about it. Yeah, there's this whole cosmic side of Marvel that they're really diving into, I want to say like the last handful of years with with a lot of these stories and 
Silver Surfer Black does not look like most Marvel comics. Like if you go read Iron Man, X-Men, you kind of know what you're going to get with those as far as art goes, not necessarily story, but you know what these things are going to look like when they're colored. And that sort of thing is fairly standard for a lot of, you know, these A-list characters, if you will. And Silver Surfer, they let them play with this one a lot because it is wild at times, like the colors on it, which I believe Dave Stewart colored this run. And it's just so colorful when you are flying through space with Silver Surfer. It just looks amazing. And Donnie pretty much sums up Silver Surfer as succinctly as you did. (laughs) So it doesn't take a lot of time out of these five issues. And the first issue is basically like Silver Surfer is having like an identity crisis and is just like, I can't keep doing this. And (laughs) you really feel for the character in these five issues, which is amazing because five issues, not a lot. Nothing. Usually that's just one piece of a story. And it's not like there's huge chunks of exposition or dialogue. Like the vast majority of the time you spend reading this comic, you are spending looking at the art because it is psychedelic. That's the only word I can think of as I'm watching it. It's like this, everything is wavy lines and bright, vibrant colors in contrast to pitch black, as you would expect from the title. And I think that, because I've read quite a few of Silver Surfer's uh, standalone series, and I think that this is supposed to take place in the time after he's done being Galactus's herald. Like, because there was a point where Galactus says, okay, you're, you're fine, you can go now. And he is fighting with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then they get thrown into a black hole and are surfing the mists of time, I guess. Like, it took me until the end of the comic, honestly, and then talking to my husband who's read it about it, for me to be like, okay, so that was what was going on. I wasn't 100% sure because it's so existing in this liminal space of expecting you to kind of interpret what's going on rather than just straight up laying all the cards on the table. Which I love comics that take that approach. And in the first issue, too, we see characters like Beta Ray Bill, and you see a bunch of these heroes or anti-heroes, whatever you want to call some of them, you know, like floating through this portal with Silver Surfer and fighting against him. And you're just like, wow, they put some deep cuts in here. And then we get the null reveal, which, you know, I'm going to guess this kind of leads into Donnie's Venom run, at least a little bit, or they were kind of happening around the same time. Time is weird. <laughs> so from the, I ha, I might have something about this because I read the I read the issues on this, and the first one has like a little introduction from Donnie talking about like that he had been writing on the Guardians of the Galaxy before this was published, and so he wrote that. And then he writes the Silver Surfer thing, and then he gets into writing the Venom thing. So I think it was kind of an amalgamation that all came together just perfectly, because it really works. Like you said, it's only five issues, but you don't need to know what happens before or after, because it's such a great self-contained story. And the best thing about it is it doesn't pull in the Fantastic Four, which we often see with Silver Surfer having first appeared in the Galactus trilogy storyline there for those few issues and 
I think this is one of those fun things that every once in a while Marvel will do. They're just like, here's a character. Here's a little bit of a deep dive. We're in, we're out. You don't need to know 800 other things going on in the Marvel universe at this point in time. And you can read this without any context. If you have context, that's great. Yeah. But you can still read it and be like, okay, this is a character going through something. And we are watching this character go through it. And Null is not a typical villain. No. Not one that's used a ton from my knowledge of Marvel, which is very limited because there's so many issues. Right. Right. I got the impression um, that Null is... Uh, and from like the little bit of research I did, that Null is a villain that has kind of recently been used because, you know, um, what do they call him or them? I don't know. The god of the symbiotes? Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Which symbiotes being venom, carnage, creatures that can take over another host body, essentially. Right. And you have issue two where Null chases after Silver Surfer. We get Ego and... yes. This issue ends with the line, shall we kill a god? And I love it so much. Oh my God, right? I always love it when comics do this. This is literally like my favorite thing in comics is because there is because there's this, especially at this point in Marvel's history, there is eight million different things and comics like this uh, that just pick and pull from all these different storylines to create this weird story that really is and isn't a superhero story, because obviously this is something that's so introspective. But also, by the end, you realize that the Silver Surfer has, like, saved time. <laughs> yeah, pretty big deal. <laughs> because it's not totally clear at the beginning that he's been taken back to, like, before time almost, like at the very beginning of, of the universe. Then by the end, you realize that's what's going on. But I loved the inclusion of Ego because Ego is a very different character in this than anything I've seen him as before or them. It's the early days of Ego. Right, when Ego is still growing and like every reveal that happens in this is so shocking, but still reasonable. It's It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere, if you will. Yeah, like... Lifebringer 1 being at Ego's core and uh, sorry spoiler alert <laughs> right right I'm so bad at that I need to like pre-record something one of these days and just put it in the, at the beginning <laughs> spoiler <laughs> yeah put some sound effects to it but yeah we find out Ego is in pain in issue 3 Silver Surfer wants to help and you can feel how much Silver Surfer wants to help and Finding Lifebringer 1 at Ego's core, you're just like, oh, Galactus isn't even here yet. <laughs> right? That's when it hit me how early we were in yeah. in, in time. Because I, I was like, maybe Ego is reborn or something. Because that's the other thing is that you can't really assume anything in when you're reading a Marvel comic, especially in the cosmic world. Because... They just do whatever they want. And sometimes it works phenomenally and sometimes it fails miserably. But I thought that worked so well when he brings Galactus out and then we get to see. I think that's where they really dig into the weighty philosophical bits of this of this one where, you know, Norrin Rad has so much guilt, so much guilt about all of the deaths that he's 
been what he feels responsible before and is certainly one could argue that he's complicit, but he did not eat those worlds. <laughs> it, he was not exactly in a position to just defeat Galactus out of hand. So it's interesting to see him have this internal discussion. And then we get to see Galactus's face, which I'd never seen before. Is that a common thing that you see in comics? Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, issue four is all about Silver Surfer just being like, I want to kill Galactus. And then you have the Watcher, Uatu. Uatu. Let's go with that pronunciation. I only ever read these words. That's on, uh, I've watched What If, and that's how they pronounce it in What If. Okay. I did watch that too. Did not remember the pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) Go me. But, you know, you have this need for Silver Surfer to just fix things. And it's so relatable, not in the sense that you or I will ever be fixing time, but just, you know. He wants absolution. Normal things. Right. And I think the fact that Silver Surfer then reaches out to Galactus and goes back to Ego. And all this time, Null is still looking for Silver Surfer. So the way they did this comic, because there are moments where it's literally just Silver Surfer and ego talking like that's a few pages at least and trad more makes it so that you're seeing things either in the background or just in the surroundings in general to kind of keep your attention because this comic moves fast by necessity it's paced very very well and i had no problem reading like all five issues right away and you know after doing a Stephen King podcast (laughs) anything seems short at this point that but it's like comics are so refreshing after that because I'm just like yeah oh not everything has to be words obviously different medium than novels than what Stephen King does but but I get for my brain I'm just like Ah, yes, this is pacing I enjoy. (laughs) Especially with something like this, where it's such a great, small, self-contained story. And I feel like it was obviously, whenever I find something that's less than six or 12 issues, like if it's that weird, like this was a seven issue series or whatever. Some things are like three, two. And I'm just like, okay. Right. Where you get, it's like, okay, so you were telling a story. This isn't something that's meant to... It's not meant to be a continuing event in the Marvel Universe, which some of these kinds of things can be that. But with something like this, it's like, no, we're just going to have you tell this one specific story. And however long it goes is how long it goes. So and I I love I love reading stuff like that because it's just it's fascinating because usually it means that the artists who are doing it are really good at what they do because you have to be to get that kind of money. Just okay, whatever. Have fun. (laughs) Yeah. And obviously ideas still get pitched before they are accepted. But for the most part, if you're doing something out of continuity, and that's not to say that this is necessarily out of continuity, but when you have something going in depth like Silver Surfer Black or Tom King's Mr. Miracle, you know, you have some room to play around with that. And, you know, I think DC has been pretty good at that lately too with, you know, Mr. Miracle and... They did one with The Question recently, which I haven't read, but I think it was like four or six issues. It wasn't super long, but I love just those kind of character deep dives. Not to say you don't get that with 
ongoing titles. You certainly do. Right. You just have to read a lot more to get it. Yes, exactly. It's kind of sprinkled in there a little less uh, heavily. And I think DC is fantastic for that. Like their characters really do well in those kinds of things. Whereas the Marvel Universe, I, I think, is it, it excels more at having ongoing storylines. Like, I don't know why. And that's definitely depending on which line and comic you're talking about, of course. But in general, that's what I see. DC is much better at having these encapsulated stories, even if it's encapsulated like uh, Batman's No Man's Land. That is a story that crosses over a ton of comic books, but it's not. It's very much about this one specific storyline. Yeah. And to bring it back to the final issue here, we have another battle with Null, final battle. Silver Surfer makes, you know, the biggest sacrifice and revisits all of these dead planets, if you will, and is remade. And we see Silver Surfer turning black throughout this whole thing, too, like slowly. Yeah, as he gives up his light to fight Null. Right. And the imagery of that is just so, so good. And, yeah. you know, this was a really fun read. And you and I have talked about a few things that we didn't love for this podcast. Many more for the Stephen King podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's just fun to sit down and read something and be surprised by how much you enjoy it. And that's what this did for me. And, you know, I know we do ratings and stuff like that for Chat Cemetery all the time. But at the same time, I'm kind of overdoing that. It's like, I liked something, I loved it, or I didn't. And yep. I, I feel like that's good enough <laughs> for me now. I agree. I have, as someone who once had to apply, uh, you know, one to 10 stars or for, you know, one out of five or whatever, at a certain point, I'm like, you know, ratings don't really mean anything because I'm only comparing the movie to itself. I'm not comparing it to anything else. So <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry I made I you do you. so many ratings. <laughs> no, not no, that was when I was writing for when I was like film critic writing. Yeah. One most both of the sites that I wrote for the vast majority of the pieces I've written all required ratings. And yeah. so I would have to come up with something and I was like, I don't know. It's a two and a half, I guess. <laughs> that was me with most of the Stephen King adaptations. I was like, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Let's let's toss a number on this. <laughs> yeah, let's just throw something at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, exactly. But any final thoughts from you on Silver Surfer Black? I think this is so worth seeking out. We spoiled it, but you should read it. I feel like this isn't necessarily one that you can't really spoil it. It's the experience of reading it that is the best part about it. Like, I could read this again, and depending on what mood I'm in, I'm going to have a different experience because of how trippy the art is mm -hmm. and how well thought out the storyline is. I think there's a lot of reread value in it because you can kind of, especially, you know, if I were to go and read, like, oh, I'll read a bunch more Silver Surfer stuff, I could come back to this, and I would probably get an entirely different perspective on it knowing more about the character so yeah i think it's and it's gorgeous it's like almost every page i'm like well i would just put this in a poster and hang <laughs> it on my wall in a nice frame actually except except the shots that are um angle from from a, a low angle that are aimed directly yep. at the silver surfer's crotch like, I noticed like some is, of those. I was like, that's a choice. He is stepping over the camera, as it were. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't. I mean, I think I, I don't get what you're doing, actually. And I don't like it. Please move the camera. 
So I think that was the only thing I was really like. Yeah, I tried so hard to forget that they happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's not like it shows anything graphic or anything. There's barely a bulge. It just. He's just silver. It feels. You're just like, this is a strange angle. It's a strange angle. (laughs) It feels awkward. Like you're looking at something and. It feels kind of invasive, I think, is, is how I felt when I'd look at it. I'm like, I don't feel like I should be seeing this. Even though there's nothing to see. <laughs> there's see exactly. And that's the weird contrast of it. And maybe that's why they did it. So yeah. I believe it in this kind of artsy comic. Amazing in its own way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but let's recommend a couple things here. And I think I'm just going to stick with Donnie and say, check out his Venom run. If you read this or if you have read his Venom run, then read this. (laughs) So for me, I would say if you like something like this, I would really give Giant Size X-Men, Jean Grey, and Emma Frost a try. It was published February of last year, written by Jonathan Hickman and penciled by Russell Dowderman. It's just a one-off. There's five issues of the Giant Size X-Men series, but each one is its own thing. And this one has no dialogue. It is gorgeous and artistic and fascinating and still tells a great story but i think that's the only thing i've read that i find really comparable to something like silver surfer black yeah i for one am excited to dive into some more comics as i have opened up some time not having (laughs) to read stephen king novels every week now and you know i have quite a few comics on my shelf that i bought recently and not so recently that have just been like (laughs) hello we're here would you like to read us and then of course i have marvel unlimited and dc universe infinite for now we'll see if i keep both of those but right i have been really leaning towards marvel more lately and i don't know if that's just because they're putting out so much content because of the shows and i've been wanting to dive into the comics because of it and yeah, I'm just excited for comics right now. Comics are doing very fun, very new things, especially on the indie front. And I hope we get more stuff like Silver Surfer Black because this came out in 2019. So it's still very recent, at least in my brain, that is recent, even though it doesn't feel recent. In a medium that's been around for a hundred years, it's pretty recent. <laughs> like, Yeah. So, Katie, thank you for recommending this, and thank you for joining me to discuss it. It is fun, as always, to talk comics with you. I know. I love it. We'll have to do it again soon. I'm sure we will. 